You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific Uber dykes. But you can call us studs. I'm Blaze. I'm Meech. Finding good spots for an umbrella drink is what we're getting into this week. So let's get into it. Home, drop the beat. At this time of year, many of us are booking flights to somewhere warm, either home or abroad. So this week, we're getting into traveling and studs. But before we board with group two, meet what it do. Man, getting ready for this uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and my birthday weekend mm-hmm. about to turn up mm-hmm. <laughs> in the house. <laughs> virtual. But uh, yeah, yeah, virtual turn up, house party, all that good shit. Um Cooking a little bit right now, helping moms. We're just we're keeping it small this year, um, trying to stay safe, keep everybody safe. Wish that I was coming out there to get, you know, one of those two meals that uh, your wifey cooks. Yes, I know. I just <laughs> for got, the year. I just got cursed out for not helping with the greens this year. But, I mean, oh, man. you know, it is what it is. Help, right? <laughs> I'm, help, I'm definitely going to help eat them things, though. I know. Yeah. I okay. wish I was there. Missing the banana pudding. I'm missing all the good stuff. Yes. I've realized that as an adult, Thanksgiving is probably now my favorite holiday. Like, Yeah. Damn <laughs> <laughs> oh, day. Yeah. Bro. But, um, yeah, I got off early today. So, that's, you know, and then I got Friday off. So, I'm, I'm good. Oh, yeah. Definitely. By the time, um, by the time this airs, I'll probably be like another five pounds heavier because <laughs> I'm eating all this food, man. But I'm definitely yeah. ready because the house is smelling like Thanksgiving and um, looking like Thanksgiving with, you know, the the greens uh, there that I got to take out to the compost now because my feet don't peel them all up by herself, which I'm sure I'm going to hear about for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Um, off work like you said long weekend and ready to just enjoy myself and um make it do what it do you know what i'm saying and just eat and relax and enjoy the fruits of my labor at this point and my and my blessings you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. definitely take some time out to um thank the universe for all that i have been given in and continue to be given so but i'm ready to eat boy believe that yeah <laughs> say what now that sound means it's time for a new segment. There's so much craziness in the news these days, it's hard to be surprised. So when we are, it's something we must share. These are the stories that made us say, say what? Some of the weirdest or craziest things we read or heard from the news this week. So, Meech, you got anything on deck? Um, yeah, so it's not necessarily a news story, but I saw something weird and crazy on the gram. Okay. Actually, I think it was Twitter. This chick posted, um, my wax lady used to rub my clit in circular motion to distract me from the pain. Say what? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> that shit made me say what? Yo, because that's crazy. What? Is, that's like that's not how that works, right? That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> not even a massage parlor. Like. I don't know if that's like, the happy ending she was looking for. Right. But she was like, okay with it. And everybody was like, you were assaulted. Like, that's not supposed to happen. She was like, yeah, but um, I don't know. And then she just had like bad comebacks. Like your man doesn't know how to do it right. At least my wax lady does. And people were like, how do I apply? And like, how do I bring this up to my wax person? Really? So that, yeah. <laughs> Dead ass, yo. How do I bring like what? Oh god. So the internet's definitely had me saying what to that. And then um, you know, the craziest people come from Florida and the Bronx. So I saw this story about this dude walking down the street in the Bronx and like the sidewalk collapsed and he fell into like he fell like twelve stories down into like a rat's den. Oh my god. Yeah. Hell like, nah. Hell nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like typical like New York, I guess. Not and good. for the Bronx. Like that's so disgusting. And then they were saying like he was scared to call for help because he didn't want any of the rats to jump like run in his mouth. Oh god. Oh no, see that's <laughs> I something can only like imagine. Yeah, because, you know, as a Floridian, you know, as a from Miami, as a Miamian. Right. Um, when we think of New York, at least for me, for the most part, like, that's what I think of. Like, nothing but buildings and concrete and mad uh, rats, and giant mm-hmm. rats the size of cats. So, yeah. to hear that that's true is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Nah. Poor guy. I think I would have just been like, I just sort of died right there and then like mm-mm. Mm-mm. but it, it was a good thing like people saw it happen so they called 911 for him and I think he, he had like a broken broken leg and broken arm or something like that and crazy shit was like I think his name was like something shoulders what, <laughs> what the fuck is that his real name like this can't be true but it was oh man yeah uh, the craziest thing I saw this week um was the such a Florida story, you know. You, you, from your very New York story to my very Florida story, mm-hmm. where this dude was walking his puppy, and uh-huh. an alligator grabbed the puppy, oh, and shit. Buddy ran in the water after the alligator and uh, opened the jaws of the alligator and like wrestled the puppy out. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, it was an older guy, and he had a cigar in his mouth, and he never let go of the cigar the whole time. Damn. He's wrestling this alligator. I mean, it wasn't like a six-foot alligator, but still, it's an alligator. Right. And it had the dog in his jaws, and this and this dude was like, not my puppy. <laughs> yeah, that's like, definitely Florida. <laughs> yo, for real. So when I saw I mean, it was all over the news, but when I saw that, I definitely was like, say what now? But <laughs> I'm not lying. Like, if I've pictured something trying to come after my dog, and I'm definitely, we're fighting, okay? We're... <laughs> We are definitely throwing some throwing some hands or something comes after my dog, so I right. can see where buddy buddy was coming from. But still, that was uh, out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and get into what we've got cooking this week in stewed peas. There's nothing quite like traveling to new destinations and discovering how other people live. Seeing the different sights and scenes is often thrilling and exciting. But, as most of us know, there are many places, even in 2020, that are not the best for members of the LGBTQ plus community. 
to visit, especially outside of the U.S. Femmes and less effeminate men can have an easier time blending into these places, but those of us that wear our gay on our sleeves can prove to have a harder time. That's not to say that there aren't places that are open and welcoming to us all. Misha, I know that you've traveled because I've been there with you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what has your overall experience been like traveling home and abroad, like visiting different places? And have you ever gone to somewhere that's um, considered dangerous for gay people to go to? Yeah, yeah I feel like um, pretty much all the Caribbean islands are considered dangerous for gay people. Um, and the, when, we went to VR, when we went to VR, you were surprised to see the little dancing boy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was shocking yeah. because, um, you know, because he was very feminine mm-hmm. and uh, he was just out and proud, you know, doing his job, which I thought was cool. I actually felt comfortable in the in the place where we stayed. Right. Um, probably because we stayed on the resort the whole time. Right. Um. Which was shocking, you know, like, because I wasn't sure how we were going to be perceived, you know, walking off the plane, um, getting in the, oh, no, we didn't take a taxi. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Nikki almost killed Oh, that's that. right. I was like, what do you mean we didn't take a taxi? But that was, that was yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about another a different trip. But, oh. Right. Yeah. That's when she had But, yeah, off. even, I mean, <laughs> even going and getting the, the car from the rental company and all that stuff, like, that's where I kind of felt a little nervous. And then once we made it to the resort. I felt pretty comfortable. Um, my last trip that I took, I took uh, to Barbados and I went by myself. And even though that's um, one of my, you know, motherland countries, um, I had been there before. So I felt comfortable just knowing my way around, mm-hmm. but being there by myself and, you know, like I wasn't going to take girly clothes or anything like that, like being there by myself and being a stud. Mm-hmm. traveling by myself I was nervous um because I didn't know what to expect and I I noticed like um I actually went out one night St. Lawrence Gap and um I was walking and if anybody knows Barbados you know St. Lawrence Gap is like the popping spots where all the restaurants are and all the bars and all the people hang out and I was dressed you know in I don't I don't know what I was wearing but I was kind of dressed up because you know the the clubs and stuff but I still, you know, definitely look like a stud and I had just got a fresh cut and all that. And um, I was a little nervous because people were looking at me kind of strange. And I didn't know if they were looking at me because I was walking by myself or because I was a stud. Or because you're just so, a new face that they... Yeah, just, yeah. yeah exactly. So, well, sometimes, like, because I took, like, public transportation and stuff while I was there. Like, I got on the little dollar, dollar vans, dollar buses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And most people didn't say anything to didn't realize I was American until I opened my mouth because I look you know you look like, like I them. could be from the island right, yeah. yeah so I look like the same people around but um yeah so that was a little nervous and like I, when I started feeling uncomfortable I was like fuck it I'm just gonna go I'm gonna grab a drink at the hotel bar and I'm gonna just go back like because I don't have time to be you know on the news lost in Barbados and you know like when you go to these islands, you're safer when you stay in the tourist areas. Yeah, but that's, I think that's, I think that might be true just in general, but even more so when you're LGBTQ, yeah. whatever. But I think that's even more so in general. But yeah, just with my experience, you know, experiences. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just. No, no, you're good. Yeah. yeah. I would say, but honestly, the 
where I felt the most threatened has been in the U.S., to be honest with you. Mm. Like, traveling south, you know, driving through different states and, like, the, the Virginias where, you know, the Georgias where it's not Atlanta, you know what I mean? Where it's not the populated right, like Georgia, Georgia. parts. Yeah. yeah, like Atlanta, you know what I mean? Like the Georgia, like, oh shit, I'm in the South. Yeah. You know, and parts of Virginia where I'm like, oh shit, I'm in the South. Like not Northern Virginia where it's DC, you know, the DMV area. Um, You know, I've had people yell things at me and make comments and stuff. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But I know, I know that you, you usually get it a little bit worse than I do. So. I mean, that's if they realize that I'm, if they look hard enough to realize that I am a woman. But, um, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, okay, when we went to DR, initially, like, you know, Nikki and I, at one point, when we could, pre-COVID, pre-this current administration, all that's the good stuff. Um, when we were traveling a lot, um, I, I felt safe. I felt safe, like, okay, we went to um, Tijuana for a day. I felt safe there. I felt safe, obviously, in California. And um, so it's California, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's, I don't think there, we traveled anywhere within the U.S. that's not already Florida or driving through Georgia to get to Atlanta that I didn't feel safe as LGBT because oh, wow. we don't generally go to those kind of places. But like you said, when you want to go to the islands and you're taking those kind of trips, um, like being in Mexico, I felt like it was more of a general safety because we're Americans. And because mm-hmm. I told Nikki not to wear her shiny shit in Mexico and she come with diamond rings and earrings and shit. And I'm like, we're, <laughs> in- <laughs> we're in Mexico. Okay. Like this is not a good idea, but whatever. Um, probably, probably the place where I probably should have felt the most unsafe was Jamaica. <laughs> mm. But that was, um, I mean, that was a different situation. Cause like DR, like you said, we were saying we were on the resort, but in Jamaica, when we went to Jamaica, um, we ended up not doing the traditional thing, like through the resort. And now that right. I know that Jamaica is so dangerous, period, <laughs> period. Because <laughs> um, I wasn't thinking that. Like, the bartender guy was like, yo, of course, he's doing this in Patois. Thank God I'm from Miami. He's like, I understand what he was saying. <laughs> but he was like, I was mentioning some things that we wanted to do. We were a little tipsy. Nikki had walked away. But he said he would do it for like 200 US. And I was like, I'm in. so um you know i arranged this whole day for him this guy that worked at the hotel not like through the hotel but just this jamaican dude who lives on the who's from from the island to drive us around this island in his own personal car and if nikki will tell you that story she's very traumatized by this, yeah. by the, by the whole situation, and to be honest, I didn't feel unsafe with Buddy, like until we got to Nine Mile, mm-hmm. and um, he started having a conversation with one of the Rastas at Nine Mile, mm-hmm. and it was like a conversation kind of in Patois where they were talking about like 
women should be women type of thing. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And while I'm standing right there and I'm looking at him like, I, I understand what you're saying. But then mm-hmm. still he was like, cool. So you, I could, it was hard to tell whether they're like, you know, they have to be accepting, accept, 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 uh, you know, I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be accepting because it's a, he's from the resort. So he's probably seen all kinds of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause we go to Jamaica all the time, but, um, I don't know, being the personal escort and driving us around the whole fucking island. Yeah, that could have ended badly. Yes, in a lot of ways, okay? <laughs> and, I mean, Buddy Doors didn't even match on his vehicle. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, I feel like I feel like Nikki called me, like, through FaceTime or something on that trip and was telling me that, like, she was like, your friend is trying to kill me. And I feel like she told me that story and I'm laughing, but I didn't realize how serious it was. It was real serious. Like <laughs> yeah. we're driving in Jamaica and they don't have railings and we driving up uh-huh. and down mountains and we're flying up and down these mountains and me and buddy are smoking because it's Jamaica and that's what yeah. you can do in Jamaica. So we're smoking. I'm smoking with him. They're driving <laughs> on the wrong side of the road and he's driving and I'm smoking with him and I bought him a red stripe. Nice. <laughs> he looked at me like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, why not? But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck was I thinking? For real. I was like, yo, when I go on vacation chill mode, I'll be like, yo, yeah. <laughs> yo, whatever. Like That's probably why he, he was cool with you. Yeah. Because I'm like, yo, right now my life and my wife's life is in your hands. Because mm-hmm. he could take us down the fucking street and get us got you know what i'm saying like right he took us through his neighborhood let me tell you that is not that that's not a good time i was (laughs) like what you gotta do what the hills and the mountains and shit he had us eating off the side of yeah they do um crab on the side of the road Mm -hmm. and so he pulled up at the crab spot and got um and got crab and yeah, but that's kind of dope, though. Like, you got to really see. Exactly. You know but what I mean? at the same time, like, you know how danger, like, the danger. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. hindsight, that was like, maybe that wasn't my best. Like, I got to do that with somebody that I know from Jamaica. Right. Right. But, I mean, we got, at the same time, I feel like we got lucky. Because Buddy, you know, he still, he didn't, he wasn't disrespectful. Yeah. Like, he wasn't disrespectful right. to me. He was just having a conversation with somebody who he probably didn't think I understood what, what they were saying. Right. And you made it back safely. Thank the Lord. Yes. And now I understand why the resort was so worried all the time. Her and I would go mm-hmm. missing. Because they were like, mm. they were, I, people go missing all the time in Jamaica. I found out once we got back. And so uh, they were like always trying to keep track of the guests and make sure nobody was getting kidnapped or some shit. Ugh, what a trip that was. <laughs> But that was definitely probably one of the places that I should have been more um, worried about yeah. where I was, especially being that we left the resort area. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times, good times. Danger, danger. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, you said stranger danger. It reminded me of the time when we were in D.C. and we had just got there and we were like, it was too late to really do anything so we're just gonna walk around and try to find something to eat and Mm. 
So we're walking and we're lost trying to get back to the hotel because DC to us is weird. The way they have mm-hmm. their streets and shit. And um it's so like Hylia. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With letters and triangles and I'm like, wait, we, weren't we just on Jay? How did we get the yep, hell we get on Jay? Like what? <laughs> what? How the hell did we get here? This was not a good idea. Let's call it Uber. So we're like walking and this dude walks up to us and just offers his assistance. And we were like, <laughs> Are you gonna rob us? Like <laughs> <laughs> All things are possible. Yo, for real. I was like, are you sure you're trying to get us in the right direction? Like, I'm not, can we trust this? I'm, I'm not <laughs> quite sure. But, like, that's, that's the thing. I think, um, I think if people just did it, especially if you have somebody to go with, like what you did in Barbados, I don't know. Like, that's a little scary to me to be by myself. Yeah. But, like, like you said, when we were in DR, it felt very comfortable. And then it felt even more comfortable when we saw the little dancing guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely made me feel comfortable in DR because I didn't know what to expect. Right. That was our first time there, you know, so. I know. I, I never felt like, like, it's so obvious that I'm a lesbian, like, walking in that airport of like Jamaica when we got there it was mm-hmm. late at, later at night and we had to catch like the hotel the resort whatever had somebody come pick you up but we still had to go through and call them to tell them we were there I don't know some situation but we're at this booth and mm-hmm. I swear I've seen this airport in the movies it's like this little almost like a shack airport compared to like MIA or Orlando Air mm-hmm. International something like that and you know New York especially like that you could probably fit that airport inside of LaGuardia. But yeah. um so there I am and I feel like I'm sticking out because nothing but taxi drivers, <laughs> you know, like just <laughs> taxi drivers and the rental car people and they're all just staring because there's only her and I in in the place. Like only us were right. going to this thing. So that just felt and then just, you know, knowing what you know about Jamaica. Right. So it's probably a similar situation to um, in Barbados. But. Yeah, I know Barbados has been known to be one of the milder islands when it comes to like the gay bashing and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But um, just being out there by myself was was my concern. You know, like I have, you know, like I said, I've been there before. I have family there, but everybody was working. Like I had to go in the middle of the week, take care of some business. So I just felt like I was sticking out and I was going to all these places that like a tourist wouldn't normally go to. Oh. So I didn't know if, you know, like, you know, the local bank and shit, like if they see people that look so like so much like a stud and then also look like an out of towner, because I'm sure, you know, like I was dressed, you know, my shit was matching, but I try not to dress too fly. But yeah, like, do I look like a mark or what? Right, yeah. yeah. Like they about to, they, I'm a walking lick right now. That's how exactly. I felt. That's how I felt. Nikki was when we were walking in Mexico. I'm like, you got us looking like a walking lick right now. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like I didn't have no jewelry on. I I tried to wear like you know regular stuff, but my regular stuff probably is like still looks kind of like a lick to these people. Yeah, I mean you know I mean look at where we're going some of these places like especially seeing the back of it not even like the resort sections and shit like that like when we got lost in dr and we went past the Mm -hmm. gas station that was fucking popping and shit right (laughs) 
So every time I hear that song, um, we were at the gas station. I'd be at the gas. Damn, I just sounded some like somebody's old ass auntie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they talking about being at the gas station, but that makes me think of VR when we passed by the gas station. Yes. It was popping. Um, you made me think about when we were station. in Cuba. When we were in Cuba, and I was like, I can't come to Cuba and not come back with Cuban cigars. Oh yeah. So I had already bought some cigars, and we're walking back. We had did like this tour shit walked around. Cuba is very um, LGBT friendly. They do like sex change operations there and shit all the time. I never, I didn't know that until we went oh, there. Wow. So uh, Cuba was like another place that I was like, how am I going to be perceived, you know? But mm-hmm. you're an American coming off a cruise ship. Eh, sometimes they just don't, they don't care. They just want the money, you know? They don't care but- what you look like, what color you are. They would see green and that's it. But we were walking back by ourselves and this little short Cuban guy with his pregnant ass girlfriend came walking up to me. He was like, yo, I got, I got the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he got the cigars and shit. Mm-hmm. Was what he was trying to say. And I'm like, all right, let me see what you got. So I told Nikki, now we're in the middle of Cuba, right? We're, I mean, in the middle of this square on the way back uh-huh. to the boat, on the way back to the ship. And I told Nikki, she was already tired. And she was like ready to, we were ready to take a shower and go eat and all that shit. And uh-huh. So I'm like, yo, so Buddy's walking. He's like, here, I'm going to take you to this spot. So I'm like, okay. So Buddy's walking. And I turn to Nikki and I'm like, wait right here. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Nikki. Yo. So she's like, because she was walking slower. Like, I'm trying to keep up the fast little Cuban guy. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. We take off. Now, mind you, he's got his pregnant-ass girlfriend pregnant. Mm-hmm. We take off walking down the streets of Cuba. So here I am all by myself. Oh, God. Walking with this dude. Walking. I don't know where I'm going. Like, I'm just walking with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I might have to find my way back. So here I am. I don't know how Cuba's um, attitudes are about LGBTQ people. So Buddy, I'm walking with Buddy, I'm walking with Buddy, I'm walking with Buddy. And he's like, stops at this house where their houses go up. Like, you open, I mean, you know how Florida is. I don't know if there's like a New York place like this, but we don't have these type of houses where there's like a gated thing on the first floor and then the stairs from the outside go straight up into Mm -hmm. like this kind of covered, kind of not covered area, which is like their house. Okay. And Buddy's like, shows me these cigar, cigars and shit. But as I'm going up the stairs, you hear the door lock behind you. Boom. Oh, shit. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was it's like, over. Yes. I was like, if I don't, if I die here, Nikki going to bring me back and kill me again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, done, I done left her ass in the middle of this Havana Square. Like, <laughs> don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, she was a little perturbed when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up there and Buddy showed me some cigars and I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, but the only problem is she got all the cash. <laughs> oh, damn. Because I didn't want to bring the cash with me because I didn't know yeah. if he was going to, what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you want to try to rob me? Well, I don't even have the money. She do. So we could do this in public if you want to. Right. So Anyway, I went through all that and still didn't get the cigars. So then I oh, had to walk yeah. back by myself. <laughs> and that was a fucking adventure. Because, yeah. I mean, I didn't Figure know where the fuck I turn. was. Exactly. 
Good times. All the times that think about, you know, where we've been blessed. All the dumb decisions, not so uh, thought out decisions that we've made over the years. Yes. In different countries. It turned out great sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm in Miami. It's like I think about being a stud, but then I don't think about it at the same time. Right. Like my funky Americanness takes over <laughs> instead. <laughs> I'm like, bitch. I'm about to you got you got Cuban cigars. All right, let's go. Yes, I know. You about to take me into a seedy part of Cuba that's beyond this imaginary line that it looks like tourists shouldn't go. <laughs> okay, <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Shit, it's just like <laughs> when we when we were okay when we were in Jamaica we were with Buddy and Buddy was taking us to nine mile but he decided because we had just did Dunn's River Falls. Which mm-hmm. they do a tour guide type of thing, and let me tell you, they do that shit for a reason. But we were on like a schedule, so Buddy was like, "I'll help y'all up this thing." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let me tell you, that's not something you want to do alone for the first time. Oh god. Yes. So anyway, so we hightailing it. He's like, "Can he get something to eat?" So I'm like, "I right, sure." So he um, stops at KFC. They KFC different, bro. Mm-hmm. It's different um, than ours, that's for sure. But we're there, and this dude—I um, don't know if he's homeless or what—but he came over to the car begging for money, and just, it's just like I'm there, and I'm like, "What am I gonna do? I'm gonna fight this guy in this in the street of Jamaica?" <laughs> oh man, Nikki's rolling up the window in his face, like, "I, guess. <laughs> I beg your dollar." Yeah. <laughs> Like they're not they're scary, but it's really I don't know if there's really um anything to be scared of, you know, like be alert, know where you're going, research. There's some places where we're elite illegal, so being gay is illegal in a place, I probably wouldn't go there. There's a yeah, list yeah. of places that I just have on my list that I just won't go. But there's an increasing number of places that um I will. And I think that places are just dumb to not want to, I wouldn't say cater to, but for lack of a better word, cater to LGBTQ people, because yeah. a lot of us don't have kids. A lot of us just and we have like money. to party and yeah. travel and spend money and drink. Exactly. And exactly. What more would a re- does a resort, that's a perfect clientele for a resort. So, mm-hmm. it's a reason why these gay cruises are still around and shit. Yeah. Even though I have never done a gay cruise. I would like to do a gay cruise. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Let's find some other place I can go to and make friends with some dude to drive us around town. Facts. (laughs) This time to make sure I'm there. Yo. Well, you got to be there, bro. Yes. I definitely want to do Jamaica again. To the other side of the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we did Montego Bay. But I want to go to like Kingston and shit. And see how that see how that experience is it experience is as an LGBTQ yeah. person. I think that's the, the side that probably gets 
more gay people more often because that's like the most mm-hmm. famous part. So maybe they're way more accepting over there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Just be alert. I mean, what would you say? To um, yeah, I would say just be alert and try not to travel alone but if you are traveling alone like do your research and so you know you know and have an agenda yes and there's tons of um like gay traveling websites black lesbian mm-hmm. travel websites and um uh what are the people called i don't want to say real travel term, agents what travel agents yeah travel agents i don't know why i want to say real term. <laughs> bro put, put the bottle down <laughs> it's, it's definitely this bucardi um Yes, travel agents. There's LGBTQ and Black LGBTQ uh, travel agents that specialize in finding just the right vacation for, um, you know, us rainbow folk that yeah. need that. Unfortunately, it's something we still need in this day and age, but, you know, better be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. I say that now after. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> and we did not go rolling down a mountain. So there's that. Perfectly safe and sound. And Buddy, I'd like to say that Buddy even called me to make sure that we made it to the U.S. safely. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I found him that call cost me mad money. I was like, oh, hell no. Well, not mad money, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, we won't be talking again. <laughs> All right. Well, now let's get into Wild Peas, or the part of the show where we share and answer some of the most wild questions we've seen on the internet. This week's question is, if your ex became a millionaire and asked you to come back, would you? Nah. I'm like, which ex are we talking about? Nah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I saw that nah was kind of iffy. Nah. Nah, there's no... I don't see that. To happen. come back? I mean, I would... Uh... I could be grimy and come back for a little while, <laughs> get a couple million, and then dip again. Yeah, well, if, uh, to be to do a grimy style would depend on what X we're talking about. No, mm-hmm. but um, in general, now that and see, I probably wouldn't even get. I would probably wouldn't even find out. Like, get the call because if I saw one of my exes call me, I'm going straight to voicemail. I'm just staring at yeah. the phone until it goes <laughs> to voicemail. So I wouldn't even know. Yeah, I don't think. Mm, yeah, I don't think any of my exes would be worth. Um, would be worth the millions of dollars. I'll do that shit on my own. I'm already on on my way. Trying to become a millionaire. So. No, I'm not against being a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> but. Nah, not not worth it to me. Yeah. Pain and Especially not at this point in my life where I feel like I have everything. Like everybody's like, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? So I was like, yo, I have everything that I could ever want right now. Like I really don't need anything. Like it's a crazy feeling when you get to that point where you're like, I don't even know what to ask for. Like yeah. to be real, to be real honest. Like there's trivial things I could want. Like there's this thing that I want for my truck or right. you know, I could want something like, but like, do I really need anything to really want anything i'm like nah i don't yeah. really i don't really so you know i had to get creative uh even with wifey's gift because she doesn't really need anything like she buys so much mm-hmm. shit like amazon probably 
doesn't even blink. Well, they'll send us anything. Because we order everything. So we just get yeah. cash it. But if I was single, like if my situation right. was different at this time, but I'm right. sure I would probably answer every question that I've ever answered different if my situation was different at this time. Exactly. There you it go. It be worth it. A little deep. Yep. A little deep with the Bacardi still. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and on that note, we're going to end the show here. Don't forget to follow Two Studs in the Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or we promise we'll get more active. Catch a glimpse behind the scenes and go follow Meech on IG at the Homie Meech and on Twitter at Homie Meech and myself at its.me.blaze on IG and it's me blaze too on Twitter. If email is more your thing, shoot us an email at two studs in a pod at gmail.com. That's T W O studs in a pod at gmail.com. Two Studs in a Pod podcast is now available on our very own website. Find us on www.twostudsinapod.com. After you've caught up on the podcast, get into the latest blogs from Blaze and Meech. Two Studs in a Pod is also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Gratitude is always an attitude, so we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Gonna die, go hunting. Speaking Cherokee now. Oh, Cherokee.